Happy Sunday. Woo! Man, can you guys stand to your feet as we like to open up? Thank you. Shit. Come on. Like it's the first day of school. Starting a new series after 19 weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm excited because uh, this series that we're stepping into, if you're not a warrior, you're not a fighter, you will get bulldozed by the enemy. The series that we're stepping into is going to raise the warrior on the inside of you. Because the enemy is so terrified of this series that we're getting into. Terrified. Yeah. Before we get started, uh, my name is Keith Allen. Our vision here at Purpose Place LA is connecting people one person at a time to God's purpose, family, and community. And I just want to let you know our culture here at Purpose Place LA, if you have a church background, we don't do membership here. There's no members. So we just do family. So if it's your first time, welcome to the family. We're going to go to uh, Mark 5, verse 18 through 20. Thank you, Lord. It says, and when he got into the boat, this is Jesus, who had been demon-possessed, begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit this man, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. And he departed and he began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. This is part one of a series that we are calling territory expansion territory expansion come on, let's begin to worship god father we just worship you lord jesus we thank you father for what you're doing father we thank you for your anointing today in the mighty name of jesus father whatever people have come in with father we thank you that it is broken now in the name of jesus Father, we thank you for your angels here in Jesus' mighty name to do work. The one thing that I feel even before we get started, I just feel God's compassion for you. I, I feel his grace for you. I, I feel like some of us have come in here with some shame and some condemnation. And I feel his heart for you. I feel the Father's love for you. I want to let you know that when God looks at you, he smiles. I'm not just saying that because I'm a charismatic preacher up here. No, I really feel that. I feel like when God looks at you, he smiles. I see that when God looks at you, he nods his head of approval because you're his. I want to let you know the voice of the Lord. Whoever receives this, receives this. You need to receive this. This is prophetic. I see God saying that you are chosen and you are called. And he said that nothing can take you out of his hand. He said, nothing can separate you from my love, my child. 
So, Father, we just right now, before we even listen to this message, Father, get into this, we just surrender. We surrender our hearts to you right now. In Jesus' mighty name. If you're in agreement, everybody say amen. You may be seated. So this is part one. This is, you know, a setup for the next week, which is going to be alley-oop and dunk. Um, <laughs> but we're going to set it up today about what we're talking about. This is Genesis 1.28. Um, it says, then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. This is the beginning. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Ooh, Father, I just thank you for speaking through me today in the mighty name of Jesus. The original blessing that God releases over humanity has everything to do with territory. From the beginning of time, if you read the scriptures, the battle between light and darkness, the battle between heaven and hell, has everything to do with territory. Your purpose, everything that is connected to your purpose is about furthering the kingdom of God on the earth. Everything. Your purpose is not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. Everything that is connected to your purpose is connected to a certain territory. It's connected to a certain territory that God is calling you to, to invade and influence. Amen. Everything about your life is on purpose. It is not by accident. You have a purpose. And if you have a purpose, that means everything about you is connected to that purpose. And so God is saying that this is the hour where he is raising up people to, to, to hit territories, the, the entertainment industry, to, to the marketplace and the business realm, to the education and medical fields, to social media platforms. God is raising up children of God in this hour that is taking back territory that the enemy has been ruling. You see, something happens when you begin to enter into territory. When you begin, like, like the enemy is not afraid of you if you're just in your own world, you just go about your life, you know, work your nine to five, have your routine, you know, be with the family, da, da, da. But as soon as you start taking ground, as soon as you start taking a foot towards the enemy's headquarters, all of a sudden things start going off. That's why every single time you step out to do certain things, you get attacked with fear. That's why every single time you step out to do something, all of a sudden you're getting hit over here, you're getting hit over here. It's the evidence that you're stepping into territory. This is what it says in Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the keys. Everyone say keys. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, territory, will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth, territory, will also be loosed in heaven. He says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I want to break down kingdom. Who's ever heard kingdom, kingdom of heaven? Yeah. Kingdom means the king's domain. Domain means territory. So whenever you're talking about kingdom, you're talking about God's territory. So when you're furthering the kingdom, it just means you're furthering God's territory. 
And Jesus says, I've given you the keys to advance my kingdom. I've given you the keys. I've given you the authority. I've given you the power to advance my territory. From where you live to, to the job that you work, to the places that you travel to, to the, to the people that you are connected to. Every gift, every talent, every ability, your ethnicity, your background, your age, your past, your experience. God has molded this and created this to target a certain territory wow. that he is calling you to reach. Wow. Do you know that there is territory that you can reach that I can't reach? And that's why it says in Isaiah, God raises up people and he says, who will go for me? Isaiah has this encounter with God. He has this supernatural encounter and he's in heaven and he sees God on the throne. And all of a sudden, everything that hits Isaiah is all the things he's done wrong. All his mistakes, all his failures, he feels dirty, he feels ugly in the presence of God. And it says that the word touched his mouth. That, 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 it, that it burned away the impurities of his heart. He was in the presence of God and he heard God say, who will go for me? And a lot of people are so stuck in themselves that when God asks you the question, who will go for me? You automatically look and see what you're not. And this is the hour where the Lord is saying, I need you to come to the end of yourself so you can start at the beginning of me. This is the hour where you have to come to the end of yourself. You're never going to be perfect. You are probably going to have this thorn. <laughs> you are probably going to be dealing with this thing in your mind. You're going to be dealing with your past. You're going to be dealing with hurts probably forever. Get, come to the end of yourself. It's not about you. Yeah, yeah. And if you could come to the end of yourself, you're going to be starting at the beginning of what, of what God can do through you. Amen. Amen. During this series, we're going to learn how to take territory that God is calling us to step into. So I need you to brace yourself. I need you to get ready to dream again. I need you to get ready to have vision again. I know this all starts in January, but we're starting right now. Yep. Begin to write down the things that God wants to do because in these next three, four months, I'm telling you right now, God is releasing territory. This is what it says in Isaiah 22, 22. We got to start at the beginning because this is the scripture that we started on in January and the Holy Spirit brought it back because he said, I'm doing something. It says, get this. It says the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. This is very prophetic. So he shall open and no one shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open. When I looked at this scripture, the Holy Spirit showed me that this one scripture represents two seasons. It represents two seasons. The first half of the, the, the scripture, it says, the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. What God was showing me is that this is, this is the season of spiritual weight training. The key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. I'll, I'll explain in a second. And the second part of it, it says, so he shall open and no one shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open. This is talking about territory. So the first half of the season is about carrying the weight, right? The second part of the season is about getting into territory. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I honestly believe that we are coming out of the first season, the season of spiritual weight, carrying spiritual weight, spiritual weight lifting, spiritual weight training. The scripture says, I will lay the key on his shoulder. And this key is talking about expansion. Everyone say expansion. Expansion is a weight. He, God doesn't say, I will hand you the key of expansion. No, he says, I'm going to lay the key of expansion on your shoulder. You see, we want the blessings in life, but we don't understand that the blessings are weight. The blessings are hard to carry. You, you want the business, you want the business to go here. And God is like, I know you want the business to take off. I know you have this endeavor in mind. I know you got the production company that you want to get off the ground. I know you got these things in your heart, but you have to understand it's going to require more responsibility. It's going to require more of your mind. It's going to require more of your time. It's going to require more of your energy. It's a weight that you have to learn how to carry. I know you want the new relationship. I know you're believing for this, but it's going to require more of your emotions. It's going to require more of your discernment. It's going to require more of your sacrifice. I know you want to thrive here financially. I know you want to get here where you see things take off financially. But the Lord is saying, I have to prepare you for that because it's going to take more business strategy. It's going to take more budgeting. It's going to take more responsibility to detail. So expansion is weight. Everyone say weight. And God will only place the level of expansion on you that you are able to carry. You understand what I'm saying? Which is why you have to go through a season of spiritual weight training. God prepares you to carry the weight before he drops it on you. Because he's a good father. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful. Everyone say God is faithful. Who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able to carry? As I said before, I honestly believe that the reason why we have not seen the breakthrough. I'm going to break this down. We're going to go for a ride. Can we go for a ride? This is is, is the introduction. We're going to go for a ride. Follow me. I honestly believe the reason why we have not seen certain breakthrough that we've been praying for is because we don't have the ability to carry it. The scripture says, God says, I will not release anything on your life that you are not able to carry. And if you get something that you're not able to carry, it's not from me. You see, some of us think it's a faith issue. I don't have the faith. That's that's the reason why this isn't happening. I don't have enough faith. It's not a faith issue. It's a weight issue. You're not able to carry it. You can fast. You can pray. You can scream at God. You can beg God for this opportunity all you want. But if the opportunity is bigger than your heart can contain, God's not going to release it because it can steal your soul. If the opportunity is bigger and it weighs more than your heart is able to carry... This opportunity is going to drive you to a mental episode because the stress will be too overwhelming for you. So the Lord has to allow you to go through a season of learning how to carry weight 
before he drops more weight and drops more weight. We live in a culture where we want the blessing now. We want it now. And that's the reason why the blessing is short-lived. People rush and they get to a place and then they lose it. People rush to get married and, and their marriage lasts for less than a year. We rush into things because we want it now, we want it now, but we didn't go through the proper season of development to carry the weight. The last nine months, it's been nine months of January, right? Nine months. Nine months exactly. The last nine months has all, has, this is what the Lord showed me that this whole week, has, has been about spiritual weight training. That's all it's been. And some of us have been discouraged because we've been praying for things, we've been believing for things, and we haven't seen the breakthrough yet. But the Lord wants me to tell you, do not be discouraged. It's coming. It's coming. But what he had to do in these last nine months, hear me, hear me. <laughs> I went through a lot to get this word, okay? What he's had to do in your life in the last nine months is begin to bring expansion in your heart. So that you're able to carry what he is about to bring you. Before you see expansion in the natural, God does expansion in the internal. He prepares you character-wise. He prepares you with integrity. He prepares you with patience. He prepares you with humility. He prepares you with trust. He prepares you with faith. Then he drops what he wants to drop in your life because he knows you can carry it. And so... God has been using trials and tribulations this year. He's been using complex situations that you have been through to broaden your shoulder. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? And this is what the Lord has told me to say to you. He says that my people, you know who you are. You have been through what you've been through in the last nine months. And the reason why you've been through it it's because of my plan that I wanted to do in you. You see, you are so much more stronger spiritually. You are stronger mentally. Some of you are even stronger even physically now than you were even from last year. You see, the, the last nine months, God has been preparing you to give birth. Nine months, right? He's been preparing you to give birth into this next season of breakthrough called territory expansion. Right. Who receives that? <laughs> I've been receiving it all week. Like. So I wanna to go to the second half of this prophetic because now this is the territory expansion part of this scripture, okay? You gotta go through your weight training. You, you got to learn how to carry the weight before God will bring the thing that you want because he's, he's, he, he's protecting you for your own good. You, Isaiah twenty two twenty two. It says, so going to the second part, it says, so he shall open and no one shall open. What did I, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me read out the screen. So he shall open and no one shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open. This is stepping into a season where no one's going to be able to open doors like the way God is about to open the doors in your life. 
The things that he's put in your heart, the Lord wants you to know there is no person that can stop it. Doesn't matter who doesn't believe in you. It doesn't matter who doesn't support you. You don't have to have a temper tantrum. You don't have to be, have a victim spirit because this person doesn't believe in you. You don't have the support of these people, da 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 over here. The Lord is saying, I'm the one that's going to be opening the doors in your life, and I'm the one that's going to be closing doors in your life. And the doors that the Holy Spirit is closing in your life is, is for protection. He's closing doors you don't even know about. He's closing doors from the enemy that the enemy has planned to stop you with that, that you don't even know about. He is working supernaturally in front of you, behind you, like a blanket of power around your life. The Lord's saying that I am your protector. I am protecting you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. There is a covering over your household. And just like it was in Egypt, when the children of Israel remained in their homes, the, they, 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 they anointed the, the, the doorpost. And so that spirit of death would come over the community and whoever had the blood on their doorpost, whoever had the blood of the lamb on their doorpost, that spirit cannot enter inside that house. And the next thing about that was it was whoever was inside the house. So if you are a believer and you had your family inside of your house, it didn't matter who it was. Whoever was inside of your house, they were all would be protected. That means that your family is protected over the blood. I, even, I would even dare to say that even if they don't know Jesus, they're protected because of you. Because you put the blood over them. You plead the blood over your family. You plead the blood over the people that, are, are, that have hardened hearts right now that want nothing to do with God. You plead the blood over them. You, you plead protection over them. And they're protected even though, even though they don't even know it. I want to show you someone real quick that graduates from his first season of spiritual weight training. And he steps into this season of territory expansion. Can I show you? This is 1 Chronicles 4.9. Some of us know this. It says, now Jabez was more honorable than all of his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the name of God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And look at this last part. This is what we all want. So God granted him what he requested. Let me tell you this. Jabez finishes his weight training season. How do I know this? Because the scripture says that Jabez was more honorable than all of his brothers. That means for an entire season, God was teaching him honor. For an entire season before God released any expansion in Jabez's life, the Lord was enlarging his heart. The Lord was, his, was enlarging his integrity. The Lord was enlarging the places of his love capacity. The Lord was enlarging Jabez's ability to have patience with people. And after Jabez goes through this season of learning how to love people, learning how to honor people, learning how to put others first, learning how to pray for folks, even though that Jabez was going through it. When he went through this season of forgiving people that did him wrong, releasing bitterness, being a man after God's heart, being a person that loves Jesus and says, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to get up and try every single day to be more like you. After going through this season of probably not even seeing the results, but staying faithful to God. 
The Lord looks at his life and sees that now he is ready to carry the weight of expansion. And so now, after going through this season of, of, of having the heart, it says that the Lord grants what he requested. But this is what I love about this. It says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. But look at this part. How many of us pray this prayer? God bless me, but do not let me cause pain to others. <laughs> wow. Jabez said, enlarge my territory, but please let me not cause pain to people. I want to say something very important. If you do not go through your proper weight training season in the spirit, when you step into territory expansion, you will cause harm to people. You will cause harm to people. If you do not go through a spiritual season where you allow God to teach you how to carry weight, you can get promoted, you can get a promotion, and you can lead a bunch of people and abuse your power. If God was to bless you with fame right now, and people were to know your name, and you didn't go through a season of God teaching you how to carry weight, you would forget about God and replace God with your ego. If you go through a season and you get the opportunity and you get the success, what's going to happen is if you don't go through a proper training of, of allowing God to show you how to carry it, that success is going to destroy you and you will have a short-lived career. And when the blessing is stronger than you, you will always cause pain to people. You will always cause pain to people. You know, I, I went... I went to the gym earlier this week and working out with my friend and, and usually I, I do a bunch of stretching and stuff, but this time I, I didn't, I just jumped in. And when I, I lifted a weight that I've lifted before, but this time when I lifted the weight, I felt my, something just in my back go, woo! And I couldn't walk for days. And God is saying, when he used that example to happen with me, he is saying, if you do not go through the season of allowing God to stretch your heart, you will pick up weight in your life and you will hurt yourself. And you won't be able to walk in your purpose. And there are many people on the sidelines right now because they ran before God. They jumped into things because they thought they were ready and they never consulted with God in prayer. And they got into situations. They got into partnerships. They started this business and I started this project and, and I'm working over here or I'm moving over here. We're making these decisions on our own and we don't understand why the whole thing is backfiring. It's because you never consulted with the Holy Spirit to see if you are ready. Just because the opportunity presents itself to you doesn't mean you're ready to handle it. I want to talk about this real quick. I want to, I want to talk, about Genesis, uh, talk about Joseph because Joseph has dreams of being the king, the king. I mean, he has dreams of being a ruler, and he's very young, and he has great vision, right? But all of a sudden, something hell just breaks loose in his life, and everything in his life begins to take a turn for the bad. Have you been in a situation, even recently, where things are going right and things begin just to turn the other direction? Am I alone? Have you experienced any disappointments this year? Have you been let down this year? Did you think you were getting close to certain breakthrough and you got the call that it wasn't going to happen? This is what happens to Joseph. 
I saw someone shake their head. No, God bless you, brother. Uh, I need to be by you a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> You're like, no, no, nothing bad happened to me. Okay. We're going to talk afterwards. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm doing something wrong, God. Um, anyways, so, so Joseph is in this place, right? And he gets, a lot of us know this story. He gets betrayed by his brothers they, they're jealous of him. Uh, he, he, he ignorantly shares his dream to them that he was going to rule, and the brothers just didn't like him about it, and, and so they sold him into slavery. And this is what I want to show. I want to show you just real quick the situation, because Joseph is here, and then he's, it seems like in his life he's digressing, and now he's a slave. And usually when you, when you lose the things that, that you've been after— you go through a season of being discouraged. Maybe you go through a season of depression. Maybe you go through a season of feeling sorry for yourself. But look at what Joseph does and look how this situation pans out. This is Genesis 39.6. It says, so he's in Potiphar's house and he is a slave, but he shows himself faithful. And so what Potiphar does is it says, thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. This is very important. Everyone say hand. He left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Joseph doesn't have nothing. He is broke. He, he is in a season of the desert. He thinks God forsook him. He thinks God betrayed him. Anybody would think that. He, he probably thinks he did something wrong. Because when things start happening to you that are negative, the first thing you do is, you're like, what did I do? <laughs> and so he's in a place where it's almost like, his world is turned upside down. But even in this season of his life, look at this. It says that Potiphar left all that he had in Joseph's hand. Everyone say hand. hand. Very important, hand. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. So Joseph is in this place. I'm sure he's feeling great. He's promoted. He Everything is in his hand. He is the man, right? And then we know the story. Some of us, Potiphar's wife comes after him. He's just doing right. He don't want nothing to do with her. So she frames him and lies on him. Next thing you know, Joseph is now in prison. How does a righteous person go from here to here to here? God, what did I do? What am I doing wrong? What is happening in my life? A lot of people at this time start getting mad at God. Yeah. Read my Bible. I'm not reading my Bible after I just got fired. Worship after they broke up with me. We don't want nothing to do with God when the thing that we want and we've been covenant falls through. And so Joseph, get this revelation. Joseph's life is digressing in the natural. It's getting worse to worse. He had money. Now he's broke. Now he's so broke. Now, now he, you know what I'm saying? He got, he got all type of people coming after him. I mean, the situation has gotten worse to bad to ugly to worse again. And this is what I'm trying to say to you. That although Joseph was digressing in the natural, he doesn't know the end of the story. In his purpose, he was actually progressing to the palace. In the natural, get this revelation, even when things go wrong, you're still moving forward. When you are in the will of God, there is no such thing as digressing. Even when it looks like you're digressing, you're moving forward in your purpose. He goes from being a slave to being in prison, and he thinks he's just getting worse to worse to worse. But really, he's actually getting closer and closer and closer to the palace. 
So now Joseph is in prison. He doesn't know what's going on. And now even in prison, look at this. This is Genesis 39:22. It says, and the keeper, look at this pattern. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand. Everyone say hand. Again. Thank you. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand and all the prisoners who were in the prison, whatever they did there, it was to his doing. So he goes from being a slave, but when he was a slave, Potiphar basically said that everything I put in your hand. Then he digresses, but he continues to stay faithful. And even in a season of digressing, God still gets him favor. He goes to prison and the, the guy says the same thing. It's a bigger opportunity. It's a prison. It's not a house anymore. It's a prison. And hmm, the prison, the guy at the prison said, Joseph, I'm going to put everything in your hand. You know what it seems like to me? It seems like he's learning how to carry weight. Yeah. It seems like he's learning how to carry more weight and more weight and more weight, even though he doesn't even realize it. Even in the season of your darkness, even when in the season where it looks like things are going bad, you're in spiritual weight training. God is teaching you right now to carry more weight and more weight and more weight. In the natural, people may look at you and say, oh, my God, you, this is not working out for you. Oh, wow, you, 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 know, you should be here by now. It doesn't matter what people say. God is training you to lift more and more weight. Although Joseph has been digressing in his natural, in the spirit, he's learning how to carry more and more and more weight. Look at this. So Joseph goes from prison, and in prison he prophesies over people. They remember him two years later. There happens to be a situation in Egypt. Pharaoh has this dream, and all of a sudden, the guy that was in jail with Joseph says, I remember this man who, who gave me a word. He's a man of God. You should call him. So Joseph shows up into the palace two years later, prophesies over the dream, gives Pharaoh advice and wisdom that is awesome, and look at Pharaoh's response to Joseph. This is Genesis 41, 42. Then Pharaoh, you better get this. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off of whose hand? His hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Do you see the process of your purpose? It may look bad. It may look like things are not working out. It may look like your prayers are not being answered. It may look like you have no power. It may look like, it may look like you have gone backwards in your life and you say, wow, I should be here by now. You may get discouraged when you go on social media and you compare your life with other people's lives. But if you are faithful in the will of God, you will go from season to season, glory to glory, faith to faith, no matter what. You see, everything about Joseph, Joseph wouldn't be able to handle the weight of being a king of Egypt if he did not know how to carry the weight of being in the prison, if he did not know how to carry the weight of being a slave. 
You see, every season that God gives you weight, don't complain about it, how small it is. He says, if you can be faithful with the little, I will make you rule over much. If you can be faithful in this management position right now and just learn how to deal with a few people, I'm doing something. I'm preparing for you to carry more weight. If you could just do something with the money that you do have, if you can begin to tithe, if you can begin to trust me, give who I tell you to give to, be a good steward, budget. If you could just be faithful with this amount of money that you have, I could train you to carry more weight and more weight and more weight. Amen? I want to tell you that even when things, when, when negative things happen in your life, just step back and see where God is taking you. Because everything that is connected to your purpose is connected to territory. Every single thing. Joseph gets, I mean, he gets kidnapped and he's sent into another nation. In his life, he's like, what is happening to my world? And I just feel like there's people that need to hear what I'm saying right now. That you're questioning God, you're questioning your purpose, you're questioning different situations in your life. It's all connected to the territory that God is sending you to. The devil cannot stop the territories that God has called you to. He cannot. Because in Genesis 45, 7, Joseph's brothers come to Egypt and they don't recognize him at first. And Joseph forgives them and loves them. And, and now Joseph has this big position. And this is what Joseph says to his brothers who, who for the last 15, 16 years have been, has been going through what they thought turmoil. The people that betrayed him, kidnapped him. Genesis 45, 7, it says, Joseph says to the brothers, he says, God sent me before you. To preserve a posterity for you on, in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of all his house, and a ruler throughout the land of Egypt. He is saying to his brothers, no matter what bad things have happened in my life, God used it all for my good and used it as a vehicle to drive me in the territory that he called me to be in. Because the scripture says, no matter who tries to, the scripture says, I can't believe I can't remember it, uh, open and close. It says God will open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. The brothers tried their best to close the door on Joseph and they couldn't. They thought he's never going to be a ruler if we send him into slavery. And he ends up becoming a ruler through slavery. No matter what people try to do with you, they cannot stop the calling that is on your life. No one can close any door in your life that God is not calling the door to shut. Amen? All right, we're going to go here. We're going to finish this out. I want to go to this. I've talked about this. I've talked about this storm before, but I kept reading and I kept praying and I got something else out of it. And I want to close with this because I think it's going to be powerful. We good? Yeah. All right, here we go. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. This is Mark 435. We've talked about this even in the last series, but I want to go somewhere else with it. It says, on the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side. <laughs> Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arises, and the waves beat into the boat that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. 
And they woke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind. And he said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and they said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? I've always stopped here with this story. I've always taught that when Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side, a storm comes out of nowhere to, to refute the word that Jesus spoke. And that is true. Because when God gives you a prophetic word, when God gives you a dream or a vision, and you begin to speak and go, there's always going to be some resistance in the spirit to resist the word that God gave you. God didn't lie to you. He's not a, he's not a man that he should lie, but there's going to be resistance to the word. But this story is so much deeper than this. This storm is so much deeper than this. And I want to tell you right now, whoo-wee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Marvel, can you stand up? Father, I, I just thank you for this man of God. This is what the Lord is showing me, man. Whew. The territory, you can just lift your hands up to receive. The territory that God has called you to reach to you and your mind is unfathomable. You couldn't even, you couldn't dream of what God has for you. And the enemy has tried to make you feel like you are ordinary. You are not ordinary. You are extraordinary, says the Lord. That there are gifts and there are talents and there are abilities. And God says that you are not hidden. He sees you. You are not hidden. And this season of, of being released is happening soon. I almost see what you, I see, whoo-wee, I see Moses in the spirit. For the first 40 years of Moses' life, he was in the desert. He thought it was it. He thought, all right, well, this is what I do. This is what I am. I'm a shepherd. This is what I do. He had his routine down. And on a normal Tuesday, he goes up on the mountain and there's a, there's a, a, a bush that's burning. And God gets his attention. And I see in the spirit that you are entering into a, a, a space where God's going to show you his burning bush. He's going to show you, he's going to show you a, a part of himself that you've never seen before. He's going to show you the supernatural. You're going to have an encounter with the supernatural. And I prophesy you're going to begin to move in the supernatural. You're going to begin to pray for people and see them get healed. You're going to begin to prophesy. You're going to be, the love that you have, the shepherd's heart that you have. I'm telling you right now, it is, it is connected to gifts that you haven't even used before. So I just want to release you into this. Father, we thank you for this mighty man of God. We think that he is called and he is chosen. I thank you that even this week you begin to reveal dreams to him. That you begin to show him things in the word. That he begin to have a hunger, to, a hunger to seek you through the scriptures. And I pray for supernatural encounters. So many supernatural encounters that he has to write them down. And I just thank you for, for using him wherever he goes. I thank you for raising him up and opening the door to the opportunity that stands ahead. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 But I want to talk about real quick, the deeper reason, I need you to stay with me, the deeper reason for this storm. Why was there a storm that tried to prevent Jesus and his disciples from getting to the other side? Because there are storms that are coming against you right now, and you have no idea why. You, today, you need to understand why. It says, they come to the other side of the sea. This is Mark 5. One. It says, and they come to the other side of the sea, to the country of Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there was a man that comes out of the tombs with an unclean spirit. Jesus gets on a boat, brings his disciples through a storm to get to one person. 
why. This man is demon-possessed. But if you read the Bible, there's a lot of people that have demons. How come Jesus is not taking the boat to them? Why is Jesus taking a missions trip for one person? Mark 5, 8, it says, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and he said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, the son of the most God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For Jesus said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit. Then he asked him, he asked him, Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion for we are many. This is the first account we see in the history of the world, somebody referring to themselves as they. He said, what is your name? He said, we are many. I'm not going to get into that right now. Here we go. I just, I just want to throw that out there. This could be another message. Okay. So the demons begin to beg Jesus. And this is what they beg Jesus for. Look at this. They beg Jesus earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. These demons are about to be cast out. And the thing that they begged Jesus for was not to send them out of the territory they've been ruling. Why did the storm happen to prevent Jesus and his disciples from going to the other side? It was because the enemy was trying to prevent them from stepping into a territory that they were operating in. And God wants you to know the storms that you have been facing, the turmoil that you've been fighting in your mind, the, 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 the accusations against yourself, the, the financial distractions, the fear that has been coming against you, lying to you about your identity, is to keep you out of the territory that God is calling you to be in. It has everything to do with territory. I want to talk about this man real quick before I really break something down to end this, which is powerful. I want to go back to this man because God really highlighted him. And I just want to, want to show you how he compares with us. Mark 5, 2, it says that when Jesus came out of the boat, immediately there met a man out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. This man represents somebody that has been bound. He's been bound by addiction. He has been bound by condemnation and shame. He's been bound by mental strongholds in his mind. He's been bound by anxiety and depression. And he is so bound that it's isolated him into a place of being alone. He is so disconnected from community he is so disconnected to the territory that God has called him to be because he's so into what he's going through. He's alone. And there's many of us that have been alone going through battles and going through storms because we're so into what we are going through that it's keeping us away from the territory where God is calling us to invade. Mm. It says that and the chains had been pulled apart from him and the shackles broken into pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. Look at this. And always night and day, 
he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. He was cutting himself with stones night and day. And the Lord showed me in this passage how this relates to us. He said, my people have been cutting themselves with stones. Let me break it down. Stones during this time were used to cast judgment on other people. And he is cutting himself with stones, meaning he is cutting himself with judgment. He is beating himself up. He is criticizing every gift and talent that he has. He is criticizing what he looks like, how old he is, where he lives, what's happening in his life so much that it is isolating him from the territory that God is calling him to step in. And the Lord is saying that there's been an attack against you. A lot of us have been fighting our own selves, ripping our own selves apart, just like this man. But it's a distraction to keep you from the people that he's calling you to connect with. You're so thinking about what you did yesterday. You're so thinking about what you you went through. You're so thinking about the issues that you still have. You're so thinking about the addiction you need to overcome that is keeping you away from the territory that God has raised you to be in. So Jesus cast the demons out of this man. Look at this part. Jesus cast the demons out of this man. This man is now in his right mind, right? And this is what happens next. Mark 5, 18, it says, And when Jesus got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him. The man gets delivered. He wants to get on the, he wants to get on the boat with Jesus. I mean, who doesn't want to get on the boat with Jesus? And Jesus said, No. Jesus, you saying no? Because just because it's a God opportunity doesn't mean it's your assignment. There are certain things that are God, of God, but it doesn't mean this thing of God is for you. Just because this woman loves Jesus don't mean that this woman is for you. Just because this man is in the word and he knows how to pray doesn't mean that this man is for you. Just because this business partner or a person that wants to team up with you loves God and he, he can prophesy and all that stuff doesn't mean you're supposed to do any business with him. Just because they have come of God doesn't mean that that God opportunity is for you. And this is what Jesus says to the man. He says, no, you cannot get on the boat, but I'm going to show you what your assignment is. This is what Jesus said. Jesus responds and says, go home. Because it doesn't matter how much you follow Jesus, your calling is connected to your territory. Jesus is saying, I'm with you. My spirit's going to be with you, but go home. Go home to your people, to the places where I've called you to be to your family, to your friends, to people who know you from back in the day that don't know God, go to them. Start with them. Go home. I love how we have missionaries that travel around the world, but God is like, go home. Go to your home. Go to your neighborhoods. Go to your communities. I know we're trying to go to Africa, but look, you need to go to downtown. Go home. 
I wanted to show you this as I close because I still couldn't get my hand on it. I said, God, why did the storm happen? Yes, I know these demons operate in this territory, but you've casted many demons out that was operating in different territories. Why this guy? Can I close with this? Yeah. Are you paying attention? Yeah. Why this guy, God? Why did you go out of your way, deliver this man, and get right back on the boat to go, just go back? I mean, Jesus came all through the storm, delivered him, and Jesus walking back to the boat. <laughs> I know the disciples were like, that's it? Why this man? And this is what the Lord showed me. This is what the Lord showed me. He said, go home to your friends, right? Go home, go home, go home. And it says in verse 20, and the man departed and began to proclaim in Decapolis. Everyone say Decapolis. He began to proclaim in Decapolis all that Jesus had done for him and all marveled. Decapolis in the Greek means 10 cities. Let me show you something about this territory called Decapolis. The Roman Empire was the most powerful empire in the world. But Decapolis was the main territory for Rome's culture. This was the place in Decapolis where they had built theaters for plays and dramas to influence people through their agendas. This place called Decapolis was known for their creatives. I'm going somewhere. Known for their artists. This was the media capital at this time. They were known for their innovations, known for their ingenuity, known for their influence. Decapolis sounds a lot like Los Angeles. Why is the storm coming against you? What is the enemy trying to, trying to prevent you from? What is the enemy trying to distract you from? It's the territory that you're called to be in. It's the territory that you're called to invade. It's the territory that you're called to influence. God is saying you better not give up in this hour. I am training you to lift the weight that I have for you so you can walk into this territory expansion that I've ordained for you to have. Do not be discouraged when storms come your way. You live in Los Angeles. And God has a call. You guys to stand your feet. God has a call to reach this city. He has a call to reach this city. And he wants to use you in the process. He wants to use you in the process. And God wants me to even encourage creatives that are here. Raise your hand if you are creative. God wants you to be encouraged. To not be discouraged by any storm. Because the storm is trying to keep you back. And trying to make you give up. On the mission and the assignment that he has instilled in your heart. It doesn't matter who agrees with you. It doesn't matter how many likes you get on a post. It doesn't matter how many people follow you. God is saying, I'm the one that's opening doors that no man can close and closing doors that no man is, that, that, that can close. And I'm telling you right now that God is preparing you, preparing you to lift the weight. You know, this man that was possessed by demons, I'm sure that he was in a place of shame. He was hurt. He was broken. He was addicted. He was, he was out of his mind. He was going through the worst slump of his life. And I'm sure he thought, this is it. I, I'm in a place of darkness. But do you know that even in the place of darkness, God was teaching him 
weight training. God was teaching this person weight training even in the place of their most broken brokenness that they've ever experienced. Because he was ready to go and tell people what Jesus did for him in a territory called the Capitalist. And the Lord is saying, I need you to stop judging yourself. I'm doing something. That even in the midnight hour, I'm doing something. Even when it's dark, I'm doing something. Even when you see no improvement, I'm doing something. Even when you're going through the worst fights with your marriage or with your kids or with your family, I'm doing something. Even when you don't have the money to pay this bill, I'm doing something. Even when the door closes in your face, I'm doing something. Even when this person says no and you face this rejection and you face this slump and it can seem like all oh, hell is against you, God is saying in the midst of it, I am doing something. I'm teaching you how to carry weight. So, Father, we just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for this message today. We thank you, Father, that we would meditate on this all week. Father, I just thank you for revealing. This is what God wants me to ask you. What, what is your territory? I want you to begin to write down, begin to pray, begin to hang out with God, because you have to know, if you don't know, you're going to get distracted from it. You have to know what your, your purpose is called to a territory. What is a territory? What are the people that you're called to reach? What communities are you called to go to? What, what is your background? What, is, what does God wants to do? I know we're going over, but I just feel that right now. So Lord, I just thank you that this week you would make it clear on our territory, our assignments, our purpose. And we can meditate on it. God, what are you calling me to do? Where are you calling me to go to? What, what, do you, what, what, what people, what people group? And begin to make it clear, Father, with detailed instructions on how to reach them for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you've never received Jesus before in your life, just raise your hand and say, God, I, I'm, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to go to the next level. I'm ready for this relationship. Let's just pray together. Just say, Jesus, I believe that you love me, that you have chosen me, that you're not looking for perfection. You're just looking for what you put in me. I give you my life. I give, give you my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.